This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. In this week's show, we have four new releases. We're going to kick off with Thomas Jane in Warning. Then we have a film called uh, We Need to Do Something. Then it's off to Bigfoot Hunters and rounding off with Kingdom of Ashes. Our short shot this week is Here to Stay, a little horror one. And we're going to round off with our DTV throwback, The Last Survivors. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review then is Warning. The meaning of life is explored through multiple interconnected lives set in the near future. Um, Okay, so I knew nothing about this film going into it. I hadn't seen the trailer or anything. Um, Yeah, so I I texted you earlier, Rich, uh, Mm. and I said, I think this this could be the next Diamond Cartel or Kane Conspiracy. I'm going to retract that statement after watching it. It does start a bit batshit crazy and, and literally all over the place, but it kind of settles down into a rhythm eventually um even though it still remains sort of kind of batshit crazy and all over the place uh it has an interesting cast i mean as i mentioned thomas jane is in this he plays a an astronaut who is fixing a satellite when um some sort of solar storm kicks up uh the satellite gets frazzled and he gets flown into space um thrown into space even um, and then we get his sort of musings about God and the meaning of life, etc., etc. While on Earth, we get these sort of other sort of stories, these little vignettes sort of put together, um, leading up to this this sort of solar storm hitting the Earth. Um, but it did take a while to really sort of get to grips with this. I have to admit. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, when when you had said about Diamond Cartel and Code of Cain, when when I was watching, it, I was thinking. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> it's like this is completely nothing, uh, no, nowhere, nowhere near in, in that in the vein of those in any stretch. I think the um, I think the quality of the film is really good. The um, it is uh, as I think is even alluded to on the like uh, the UK artwork or, or elsewhere. It's, it's kind of um, it's a Black Mirror movie essentially kind yeah, of thing. S- um, some people have drawn parallels to that. Yeah, yes. it's kind of the which I've never watched, by the way. It's just like, lots of people have compared lots of other things to to Black Mirror in terms of it's about the future and it's sort of twisting and, you know, being sort of satirical and, and stuff. Uh, and this is kind of trying to... It's trying to say stuff, isn't it, with the... Yeah. Uh, so we got... Uh, you mentioned a couple of people in the cast. So one of the stories involves Alice Eve uh, as a young woman with a smart speaker but you know instead of being a normal smart speaker the smart speaker has gone the next step beyond and it's 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 like a, it's not just you know some some of them have gone you know for all the apps or whatever you know like her and that they've gone from being just something you use to being like a companion mm. we've seen that explored in quite a few things and now it's it's more than a companion it's like a confessor it's, it's literally god basically it's, yeah it's, it's they, call it, they, call, they call it yeah. the god thing which is kind of like is that just a 
is that just the name or is it actually what that's meant to represent we're not quite sure but it's all it's like counting your sins and there, there was and, some, you know there were some really interesting bits to this because it is literally it's an alexa it's it's a google plus mm. you know it's that sort of thing but it's it has this sort of ecclesiastical sort of slant to it yes. um and as you say you know it's counting your sins and if you hit 10, 10 sins you have to pay 25 dollars um so so you know but if you if you can get rid of a sin if you actually own up to it and do something you know and all this sort of stuff um it's a catholic one but then um she has an overnight um upgrade and it sort of goes uh you know oh we got a new upgrade would you like that and she goes yes and then the next morning it doesn't work anymore because silly her she should have sort of powered it down before she upgraded it who, who knew that but then when she gets the new version the god 2.0 then it, it's it's full of adverts yeah i like that <laughs> which yeah. was just brilliant <laughs> you've got to pay um, for the premium version you've got to pay for the premium version yeah looking at you youtube uh, you know and then um but the, the the bit that there's two bits which got me there's one when she sort um it sort of says to her someone like um oh you have to be sort of thankful for what you have and she goes well, what have i got to be thankful for and he's like um you got nice wallpaper <laughs> and i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking well that doesn't sound like god to me it, was, you know, it sounds like some just some idiot on the end of the other end of a telephone but um so the new version is has optical sensors so you actually see what she's doing but the funny bit was when she throws it out the window and it's like going, no 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 ah! <laughs> which i thought was brilliant <laughs> you know because it is by this point it's almost like a sentient thing so so yeah i, I enjoyed that segment um were there any any of the other ones you you particularly liked uh well the i mean i found them all quite interesting uh, the um when i when going back to when the film starts mm. it comes up with the uh polish uh film institute basically yes. so, so it's kind of a it's a it's, it's a co-production it's a partially it? yeah, yeah co-production co-funded film so as i was watching it i'm i'm having fun spotting various polish actors that i'm familiar with in in small mm. roles some of them well, there was one of them and she she was play, uh, so there's a, one of the stories involves a girl and she kind of hires out her body basically oh to yeah be, to be, and the woman playing her mother mm. uh, is a polish actress but they dubbed her in that case mm. but the the guy at the beginning who looks after the androids one of whom is played mm. by rupert everett interestingly enough mm. um that's a polish actor called thomas cot uh so it's quite a good good to see here. and then there was one or two others in there that thing um, but the, the thing with the robot companions mm. sort of um felt like it know, didn't go anywhere it was it was kind of melancholic and everything hmm. but but it was that sequence at the end of it because basically the, you know it's about this guy who he runs a, like a robot shelter hmm. you know much like a dog shelter sort of thing and you know well just like a dog shelter if you haven't been able to you know find a new owner within sort of a set period of time then unfortunately it's you know time but it's, it's just the manner they destroyed the androids, <laughs> you know, they just put them between these sort of two compressor plates, like as like in a junkyard. Mm. I just thought, surely there's a more sort of humane way of doing this, you know, <laughs> something that isn't quite so distressing as like, you know, flattening it to a pulp. It was, oh, this was like, this story was like the next bit on from that short film we watched. Do you remember about the, the yes, old yeah, man? Yeah, yeah in yeah, the shop right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the the old lady comes in and she's looking for a replacement because her husband died and that's it yeah. with her. so I, I thought that that kind of fitted quite well into that sort of universe yeah um the there's another story involving 
Patrick Schwarzenegger, son of Arnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yep. is the—he's done quite a few films now, but this is the first one I've seen mm. him. Um, uh, he, I thought he was quite good, and the relationship he has with the uh, with the girl, I think, is uh, Anna Kylie. Is this, the, is this the Eternal Family? Is the, uh... No, no, this is the um, oh, the, the guy the who broke, who's, yeah, the, the VR. He's broken up with his girlfriend. He's a bit obsessed yeah. with her, and he's sort of stalking her virtually. I think that's kind of a. A step on it's it's kind of linking to like facebook stalking and stuff like mm. that you know obsession with your ex when you're broken up with them i think that's what they're going for with that it but was again, well it's almost as if he was he was stalking her in her memories sort of thing because they sort of share their memories and he's yeah. like there in the background so you know even though he's there with her he's yeah. also there virtually yes. which is really freaky yeah yeah, I don't quite get how it works, but you know, it's this is like a, it's really I mean, relaxed. Yeah, 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 it's good. And then the one, the other one you were just mentioning, the Eternal Family mm. one. So that's Alex Pettifer's storyline. Ah, uh, yeah. With, yeah, with Annabelle Wallace, and there's kind of a uh, what was that film recently? Uh, Ready, uh, Ready or Not. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Samir Armstrong is the 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 outsider. Mm. coming into the family and she's got so i was getting vibes of that you know with the whole you know the snooty ultra elite kind of it was funny it it was that sort of like upper middle class kind of snottiness wasn't it it was like um brilliantly brilliantly played when they're talking about the the mother character yeah when they're talking about the android helper and they're sort of going of course we got him from a rescue you know Mm. (laughs) yeah you know oh that's just yeah I, i could sort of really sort of see it and then there's a whole thing about it just goes, oh, I need a cigarette. It's like, oh my God, she smokes as well, you know, <laughs> getting sort of destroying her life. But the way they were, I mean, the the lo- the location and the set and the house and mm. stuff. I mean, the car goes down and the house has got sort of it's kind of an eco house, isn't it? And the, yeah, got, yeah, yeah, really, uh, I don't know if they built that for the film or it exists, but that was great um, production value, great location, uh, great sets, whatever. But the um, and the family and the costumes and, and you know the set design and everything all really good. Um, Alex Pet- Pettiford, uh, funnily enough, the guy playing his dad mm. is his dad. That was oh. that's Alex Pettiford's actual dad, uh, yeah. which I just found out. And Annabelle Wallace, uh, she's really good. I've seen her in a couple of other things, mm. and uh, yeah, she's kind of that. They, they during the course of the conversation, it becomes apparent that they're immortal by whatever means. It's not quite clear clarified I and she's sure not that, so she's yeah. going to be I, I wasn't totally sure whether or not they were just an android family yeah because because what happens to alex pettifer's yeah. character in it i'm thinking mm, okay a bit weird possibly although the, yeah i mean you could take it different ways i guess so they with a lot of this stuff it's they introduce the idea but they don't you know explain it you know or yeah. you know justify it in any way it's kind of it's there it's left to linger like the whole god um uh smart speaker thing it's yeah. like you I know think, is it yeah. or isn't it you know you could kind of take it whichever way you want is it just an allegory is it just uh, this mm. or that um and of course what we haven't spoken about much is thomas jane because he's kind of the cutaway guy he's the so cutaway we, guy but he's also yeah. i think he's also the weakest link in the film and then it's not it's not his fault you know he he, he is basically performing to a green screen if that for for his whole sequence you know sequence um and and unfortunately it doesn't always look particularly convincing um mm. in, in close-up but you know he he's, he's stuck there sort of giving this huge monologue 
uh, railing against God and sort of say, well, oh, God, it's all your fault that I'm here and all the rest of it. So it, was, it was a bit of a bizarre sort of thing. And I, I, I think it was the juxtaposition of that with that first story about the God 2.0 that I just found so weird to begin with, you know, um, and, and, and the, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the robot shelter. It just it just seemed so weird, and I just couldn't see how it was meant to gel together. And it turns out, well, mm. actually, it's not meant to gel together. You know, that only becomes clear later on as, as you know you get introduced to more and more characters. Um, yeah, you kind of got these films that are like you've got the ones that are purely anthology, like mm. you know, one story into another story into another story, and then you have got the ones like this, which are where there are lots of different stories, but they move yeah. in and out of them, yeah, yeah. a bit like the Robert Altman shortcutsy kind of thing and, and lots of other people have kind right. of taken that approach but whole fiction sort of thing yeah yeah exactly all that all those kind of all that sort of stuff um so they've assembled a great cast here the, the production values are really high um uh are, it, it is does its reach extend its grasp perhaps uh i think you could take it in different ways i think if you're a fan of black mirror black i know black mirror is kind of the high watermark and a lot of people uh, really like that so i'd be interested to know if if people who are fans of that show watch this and kind of see it as a as a sort of an a poor version of it because it's not got the time to expand on its ideas and that in the same way that because black mirror is like what hour-long episodes i think so yeah to, yeah. to explore each of its things um, i haven't watched a single one either so no nor i no, not not at all it's, i feel a bit left behind with it as sort of sort of there's so much of it now <laughs> so mm. i haven't really caught up um uh before scoring i just there's the, the other plot line which i touched on earlier which was the young girl who's kind of living in the trailer mm. and she's kind of looking looking for a way out so she uh you know literally she, rents like, out an ad body. or something yeah. she rents out her body she's a 17 year old girl there's this creepy guy goes to a, a um a hotel starts setting up things that he wants to use later uh in in the um hotel and then she comes along and a woman uh, facilitator uh, comes along, zips them up in bags and, you know, does some link between the two of them and then it's a body swap. Well, see not that, body see swap, that as well. Well, inhabit, yeah. uh... well. well, that was interesting, you know, the whole linking thing, because that was very sort of David Cronenberg sort of thing, wasn't it? It was, it? You know, yeah. Very sort of like this um, sort of very biotech yes, yeah, kind of thing. Which was interesting, because normally it would be a whole, you know, you sit in that chair, you sit in that chair, we'll put a thing on your head. Mm. You know the magical, you know the the ones and zeros will yeah. swap you around, and uh, yeah, in this one it's 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 uh, more visceral, but you know you don't see anything or anything. It's just they're kind of in these sort of vacuum sealed bags yeah. with this kind of bit of uh, yeah, sort of fleshy hose between the two of them. Uh, no explanation again, no ex explanation or anything, and then the story is. Um, he's in he's in this body and what he gets up to and and stuff and uh, again I didn't feel that led anywhere particularly because the we spend time with him as it were but we don't really see any of like the outcome or the consequence or anything for the mm. for the main for the girl herself she's kind of left behind she's kind of forgotten about yeah uh, do you do you remember anything sort of happening with her because I I don't. It's just like they kind of, they, it just the story just kind of ends hmm. with uh, I think 
yeah, there's there's not really any resolution to that. Particular oh, shit, yeah, no, they, they they sort of leave her somewhere basically, don't they? And that's about it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They, she gets taken back to the caravan site. So yeah. That's right. Yeah, but say <clears throat> her fate or you know the the psychological impact or anything, mm. none of that's really explored. It's kind of they set this thing up, mm. but what ultimately comes out of it, we don't get to know the 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 guy you know and and his inclinations or why he's wanted to do it we, nothing's explored yeah. it's just kind of stuff happens which is kind of the the way a few of these stories go unfortunately um Indeed. so it's kind of like yeah it's it's a bit shallow yeah i think i think maybe it was like one story too far with this you know maybe sort of spend a bit more time on some of those but anyway Where do you, you well, so before we score it let, let's say okay compare this to something like portals you know how we felt about portals and yeah. that was kind of in you know doing this that was kind of that was definitely a, a one after the other but you know introducing a thing and, and stuff and not really explaining and you know it's kind of a similar kind of movie in a way would yeah, you agree a little bit yeah it is it is that sort of thing i think if i remember correctly portals each vignette was directed by a different director though wasn't it yes a, that's the difference here is that this it. is a this is a, yeah this so is this just is, by the same person yes which is alexander agatha i believe is the name mm -hmm. yeah agatha yeah. Ag 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 the other way around yeah, yeah. But, um yeah no um yeah I, I as i said you know when um you know i started watching it i i did not have, have high hopes for this but as it as it went on and the stories did sort of you know I did sort of connect with them and sort of get the idea what what was happening for most of it. Um, I, I think it was an you know there, there's some really good ideas here. I, the only bit I really didn't particularly like was was the um, uh, Thomas Jane stuff. And I, in fact, when it went back to Thomas Jane, I was like, oh right, we're going back to him. <laughs> I thought we'd, we're done. You know, I thought he was over and done, floating off into space. But no, we, we're back with with Thomas Jane. But there you go. How are you going to score it, mate? Uh, I think uh, I, I think it's a fair six out of ten for me. I think there's some interesting ideas and good production values and good cast. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a solid six out of ten. Um, so that's that. That's two sixes for warning. Go check it out. Our next review is We Need to Do Something. After Melissa and her family seek shelter from a storm, they become trapped. With no sign of rescue, Melissa comes to realize that she and her girlfriend, Amy, might have something to do with the horrors that threaten her family. Okay, so this is very much a ship in the bottle kind of story as uh, coined by Star Trek in that we're, we're down to one location. Um, first things first, Steve. Yep. How big is your bathroom? Uh, I'll be honest, mine's very slim, but long. But it's yeah. nowhere near as big as that. To be so, fair. so if, if if there are four of you, we're if, talking if, about bathrooms here, yeah, right? Talking about bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so if if four of you were in your bathroom, um, would you be able to sit in opposite corners without your feet touching? Not a chance. Not a chance at all. No. Yeah. Bloody Americans that don't know how good they've got it, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on this one? I really enjoyed this. I thought it was absolutely cracking until the very last second, which slightly annoyed me. But um, I thought, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was 
obviously, it's done very, very cheaply. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a one location film, without a doubt. But you know, you you get them, you get the family traps, and they're trying to get out. And then, obviously, you've got the father, who's implied that he's an alcoholic, coming down with like the withdrawal symptoms, getting nasty and. Bit of a, he's a bit of a dick, to be fair. He's a big um, dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was nice to see the people in it that I've not, you know, not seen for a while. You know, like Pat Healy. I've not really seen since Innkeepers up because I've not seen Cheap Girls out yet. But also his wife, Vanessa Shaw, who is the girl out of Hocus Pocus. All right. You know, uh, not seeing her in anything for absolutely ages, but it just gripped me. I was really, really intrigued in where he was going to go. And even the slight supernatural element, element as well, even that intrigued me. It, it, I just found it fascinating. I really, really enjoyed this. Mm. Uh, Rich, over to you. Yeah, a, a few weeks ago, you did a film set in a hallway... Yes, and now you're doing a film set <laughs> in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, the whole so, the whole one did have more uh, locations. You know, the hotel room and as, as well as the hallway, and then it sort oh, of did branched it? out further on. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But the, this one is yes, it's ostensibly a bathroom film, but there, there's flashbacks and dream sequences which take you uh, to other locations. Uh, include basically outside essentially mm. um mm. but yeah it's kind of like one of those um you're trapped inside and there's something outside a bit like uh there was that um i think it was like a nuclear holocaust you kind of film right at your door where they where they get mm -hmm. when they end up getting trapped in the house and stuff one little one that actually came to mind was await further instructions yep. which is the one set at christmas mm. uh, and that's kind of got all the weird sort of sci-fi tones and whatever said and you know it becomes a it, there's, you know, uh, arguments in the family kind of thing. And that's kind of, mm. there's a similar kind of thing here with the father figure and, and stuff. The, uh, yeah, I think I quite liked it. It's quite interesting. There's the, there's always the uncertainty about what's actually going on because they go into the, there's a storm, they're, they go into the bathroom, but then a tree jams itself against the door, so then they can't get out. So that's the sense, essentially what's happening. But every now and again, they'll sort of be able to go through, look through the door, hear something through the door. And is it like, is, is it, uh, you know, is there something? Yeah, yeah is, mm. there some, is there something really strange happening outside or whatever? Um, there's, they hear, I think they hear someone at some point, but it's, it's more about the dynamic inside and, their mental states and stuff really oh and snakes mm. um, that poor, um, so yeah i did like it i was quite engaged with it i thought the it was interesting there's the um uh the the main character uh she is in a relationship with someone who's who's either uh, you know a witch or something or thinks she is, you know, or, or is, is mentally unstable or something, you know, you do, you're not quite sure which way it goes. And um, there are these little parallels that are coming on, you know, something will happen in the in the bathroom, which will then, you know, evoke a memory and, and sort of 
st start her mind sort of wondering and you've got to bear in mind that, that they're stuck in there for a very long time they don't really have much after a point anyway they don't really have much water and or, you know or food or anything so you know they're they're deteriorating uh, although they look they all look very well basically for the mm. most part but you know they they're they're, they're not going to be in in the, the freshest state so how much of it is a is because it's a horror film so how much of the horror is genuine and how much of it's psychological not quite sure you could take it in different ways um one thing that is for sure is there is a snake in the room and uh, what 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 happens with the snake is real i believe so the uh, the use of the space i thought was good um I like the all the all the actors were good. It, it also made, not just to wait further instructions, but you know we had that film, Endangered Species, yeah, which was which also had like a jerk, jerk dad, you know, and and the whole you know they were under threat, you know, in that case it was <laughs> they worried about you know the wild animals and stuff around them, hmm. uh, and how they were dealing with that situation. So it's kind of and when it first started, I actually a bit like with Endangered Species, I just can't help but think of like. Um, the vacation movies with Chevy Chase, and so it's like <laughs> they get stuck in the bathroom, and he's it's like it's like is it like a comical sort of Chevy Chase, and then yeah. it's like no no, it's right. like he's yeah. like he, he starts swearing. I mean, there's a lot of swearing in this film, so much swearing. Mm. I was I was watching it downstairs, my kids upstairs, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. bit, bit too much swearing <laughs> going on in this film. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's you know it's a it's a low budget film, uh, small cast uses has uh, uses its idea. Funnily enough, it's sort of a, in a way it's kind of similar to Warning because Warning introduces ideas and sort of leaves them vague, but uh, and this does the same, but it's kind of to a different effect. Mm. You know, this this one mm. is kind of playing on you. You know, what are you going to bring to it? What you you know? Um, uh, I'm, I'm having hard, a difficulty articulating myself here, but the uh, you know the the psychological you know. Is the real or psychological horror sort of elements of it are, are up for debate, but the the dynamics and the the um, the, com the complications between the characters as we know them, you know, like the father, father. Mm. I mean, there's a horrible moment where the where the dad is like literally trying to push his son's head through a door, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. which is horrific. Uh, and the you know the, there's the interplay with the uh, with his wife, and you know there's clearly stuff that unresolved stuff going on between them and it, it's all coming out in the wash um one of the one of the things i found interesting was actually was we've got um lesbian relationship kind of at the heart of it with the with the with the daughter but the dad's does the dad doesn't seem to he ever he doesn't ever bring that up as an issue or something he's he either doesn't know because he seems like he would be the kind of dad who would mm. would be um uh, prejudiced mm. basically and uh he either doesn't know or he kind of he he he's cool with it and they've, they've they've just kind of left that i mean that was actually another thing that was similar with um didn't they do that with endangered species as well wasn't didn't he have it was a gay son yeah he had a gay son in that yeah, yeah. so that, that was an unintended sort of par parallel i just sort of remembered but yeah so he's 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 never really mean to his daughter. His 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 anger is often directed towards either his son mm. or his wife, which I thought was quite curious. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. So he, he seemed to he had a lot of issues with with his son sort of talking back with him back mm. at him, which he wasn't really. You know, he was just sort of taking it to the mm. next level. I think <clears> maybe <throat> because his son was weaker and his daughter was actually quite strong, and she would really stand up to him. Um, yeah. I don't know. How do you take it? 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I like this. Um, I, I think it, it could have used with just expanding it, uh, the location a bit more. I wish it had ventured into the next room once once they found a way through. You know, I think um, we did get an external establishing shot, didn't we? And that was about all we got. The opening, yeah, bit, yeah the opening bit when the, when the uh, early, you know the early warning sirens went off mm. uh, and it sort of zoomed in. Um, and it, it's interesting, you know. Obviously, they've been through this drill so many times, and you're thinking, well, yeah, it's just a drill, it's just a storm. You know, they didn't bother bringing any supplies with them. You know, they don't have like a, an overnight bag or anything to sort of get them through. It's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just a formality. So, so they get caught out pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing, you know, the the relationship that um, uh, that Melissa has with uh, Amy is really well sort of developed. And, and how that how, how they get themselves into the situation where they're performing rituals you know you can definitely see that i was actually reminded of um a film i really liked from a couple of years ago called pie Wacket. Um, oh yeah yeah I've heard of which that. which um again was was, was about a young girl who, who sort of casts a spell uh, with, uh, with disastrous results um the snake stuff was really well done yeah, you know, yeah. especially when that snake was chasing them along yeah. the floor and stuff. Yeah, I don't think it was CGI. I no. It seemed practical to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, uh, and, but really um, well done, yeah. Re- re- really well done, you know, considering, you know, we were saying that it's a you know, low-budget film, but, well, modestly budgeted film, because, you know, we're looking at this sort of one location. Um, mm. But where, where it mattered, you know, that they, they did a really good job. You know, the, the makeup effects were yeah. really good. Um, you know, the, <clears> there's a lot of blood in this film. <laughs> Um, you know, when, when things sort of start getting nasty towards the end, and a couple of dream sequences, mm. um, and it also, you know, kind of refreshingly, it it does that sort of taboo thing that um, not many horror films do. Yeah, I would say yeah. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from with that one. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it there. Um, so that was quite refreshing, you know, and nasty for for, for what it was. Um, yeah, and, and to a certain degree, you know, this did sort of remind me of The Mist as well. Um, yeah. In that, you know, there, there's some weird shit happening the other side of that door, uh, which, which we don't, we, we, we're totally not part of, apart from a few sound effects. And, and the sound effects are, are really good as well. You know, they... they, they you know... They... Sorry, did you have a look on IMDb? Do you know mm. the voices? Yeah, really freaky, that. <laughs> That's I mean, very strange. Where did that? Where did that come from? I know. Yeah. You know, he's like they plucked him. I don't know if he's a mate or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> Was he just, just wandering past up. the set one day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that is very bizarre. But yeah, I, I think they they do a lot with very little in this. Yeah. And and it does really work. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with this one. Uh, any any more comments before we do the scores? Uh, no, I just mentioned that uh, Sierra McCormick, who who plays uh, the main character Melissa, she's got a, a very extensive filmography already, <coughs> including um, she was in VFW, which we watched a while back. Yeah, one of the, the oh, main she the, Yeah, she the one that sort of like ran into the bar, the the, the, the thief. I think so. Lizard yeah, is, and, and she was also in a, a, another little film that I really want to see called The Vast of Night. Yeah, that's on. 
some prime which is on, yeah. which is on prime and she's oh she's done tons of stuff but uh yeah for, i think she was like a child act actress and you know did lots of stuff you know disney's ish kind of yeah. stuff and then Mm. she's sort of what uh, well she's like 24 herself. now and so you know i mean she's, i mean how old would you say the characters in in this i mean about 16 17 yeah, yeah i think yeah. But, um yeah no i think she does really well okay scores on the doors steve uh i'm gonna give this an eight not bad uh rich uh i'm gonna go a hmm seven i think yeah i think it's worth a seven yeah i'm gonna join you on a seven for this one it's it's a very entertaining film i can definitely see myself watching this again so that's two sevens and an eight for we need to do something go check it out Our next review is Bigfoot Hunters. Uh, this is a mockumentary comedy drama in which a documentary team goes in search of the legendary monster. Um, okay, I thoroughly enjoyed this one, Steve. Um, again, you know, like a lot of the films uh, this week, I just didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but I do mm. like a good Bigfoot movie. Um, Hoax, I thought was really good. Willow Creek wasn't bad. Um, and there's the one done by the Blair Witch team, uh, which I can't remember the name of now. But you know, there's been quite a few. Um, yeah. We did we we did a really low budget one last year, didn't we? As well. I don't know what that was called now. I can't remember. But yeah, we did anyway. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, there's a couple of others. But but this um, you know this this got me straight away. I, I, I like the style. Uh, so we've got um, a guy called. Bri um, Brian, El Brian Emond, um, playing himself basically, or you know the same same name character, um, mm. as this guy who does these sort of like clickbait um, features for a um, an online news service, sort of very much like Vice and a few a few others yeah. like that, um, and he, he's he's getting pretty fed up with doing these sort of like fluff pieces, like you know getting sent out to sort of um, you know, sort of war-torn places just to find out what their craft beer, um, <laughs> their, their craft <laughs> beer scene's sort of getting on with. And he, he and his um, his producer, Zach, are given this assignment to go to, um, oh, where is it? Is it Arizona? Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, I think it was, yeah. Which is, which is in the southern side of um, sort of the United States, one of the southern states. Mm. Um to find out if the, if Bigfoot exists there, um, and they meet up with this Bigfoot hunter um, called Jeff, who's a, a bit of a nut, but as as things sort of turn out, he may not be such a nut after all. Uh, but I, I just love the sort of the wry sense of humour um, that this this had. So so I'm intrigued, Steve. Did you get on this as well as I did, or not your cup of tea? Um, not quite as well as you. I did enjoy it. It was nicely shot, well done. Um, what I did like was the actual the character building in a way. You mm. know what I mean? The, you know, because um, it starts off. He's, he's a bit of a dick. He's up himself a bit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he, you know, thinks he's more than he is, and so. Mm. And then you meet like you know the bumbling hick. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot hunter, and but I liked how it actually like went into 
you know, how his marriage broke up and stuff like that and how it's cost him his yeah. life, basically. And, you know, he's living now living with his drunken cousin. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, violent drunken cousin. Um but yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable. It was it wasn't um over I don't think they overshot themselves, you know, they kept it quite within the budget constraints, they didn't try and push it too far. And but again, it, it goes off on a on a bit of a tangent about three quarters of the way through. Mm. But in this I thought it actually worked, you know, it was well done. How they do it, you know, like the um, the cribs, MTV cribs types. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that that was really funny, and how it all tied in, I thought was really good as well. Yeah, especially the uh, yeah the 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 drunken cousin, the way he comes back into the story as well. Yeah, yeah, Mm. you know, Chekhov's drunken cousin, you know. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, a bit 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 of Deus Ex Machina, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was fun. It, it was. It was okay. Um, I mean, I, I, I was listening to something the other day, and they said, you know, the actual directors put out on the press release. Yeah, you know what? It's not perfect, hmm. but this is what we we all put our own money into it. This is what we have. This is what we wanted to do, and we've done it. So yeah, and, and basically, I, 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 yeah, and I I think it works a hell of a lot. You know, um, yeah. The, the whole thing, you, you know, that first night they're in the camp and, um, you know, the noise is outside and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, the bit of footage they get of, you know, you, you think you're staring at nothing and then suddenly part of that nothing mm. moves. You know, yeah. I, I, just thought, I just thought it was actually sort of really well done. And you can sort of see yeah. why they go, oh, my God, it's real. You know, we've got to get, get more footage and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it, I have to say. Um, there's not really a lot we can say that would, you know, that would sort of keep us out of spoiler territory, really. But, yeah, you know, it does sort of do a good piss take out of the whole sort of online journalism sort of thing. Like, you know, mm. their, their rival guy, I can't, I can't remember what his name was. You know, the, the, was it Dirty Dollars or something? Dirty Dollars, that's it. And yeah. his food yeah. programme. <laughs> Yeah, was it? He goes to get a, get a chicken sandwich inside another chicken sandwich or something. It's like, oh, dear, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that was that was all very funny. And the fact that they, you know, this guy's getting more ratings and getting a better position than he is because he's just like, you know, he just can't get to grips with what he's doing. But yeah, I, I thought it worked really well, and um, not a lot more we can say about it without sort of spoilers. No, no, really. Uh, but it it works really well. I think it's about eighty minutes long, or something like that. You know, it doesn't yeah. like outstay its welcome. Um, you you will know within the first five ten minutes whether or not you think, you know, this is for you. But it has that sort of, you know, that sort of spinal tap sort of style to it. The sort of the journalism, yeah, um, sort of coming into it. Um, I just thought it worked really well. And there's stuff like, you know, he's, um, when, when Jeff's talking and he ends up quoting like huge chunks from um, uh, Jurassic, oh, Park. Jurassic Park. And he's like, I <laughs> know, oh, I've never seen that film. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, how are you going to score it, Steve? Uh, I'm going to it for seven. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, when, when this actually gets a release, I can see this being added to my my sort of small but select collection of DVDs. Um, so yeah, two sevens for Bigfoot Hunters. 
please check it out. Our final main review is Kingdom of Ashes. The search for the Empress's daughter reunites two long-lost brothers who grew up on opposite sides of a war and now must choose between family bonds and political alliances. Um, that sentence has told me more about this plot than the film did. So it's not just me then. It's I'm not for that. <laughs> it's not just you. I was really looking forward to seeing this because I saw the trailer um, a week or so ago and I thought this looks really well shot. You know, I can really sort of dig the vibe of this. Looks straight up my alley. The the yeah. the, the watching experience is incredibly befuddling. Um, I was watching it and I'm thinking, I, I just don't know what's going on. Because you have nope. two characters who look very similar uh, when it starts. Um, and yeah, the whole thing with the brothers, I mean, it was there on the periphery, but I'm like, I, what, how is this all coming together? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's mentioned yeah. at some point. I think we get a flashback, you know, a sort of silent sort of flashback to you know, two orphans being separated, etc. But I, I didn't know how that was actually sort of coming together at all. But no. there you go. Um, so it starts off with uh, this guy impersonating a prisoner and then going over to the other side to be uh, an inquisitor, you know, impersonating this inquisitor yeah. so he can interrogate this prisoner. Um, the, the point of it, I just could not fathom at all. Well... Uh, it's something to do, by my reckoning, that this emperor's empress's daughter has been kidnapped. Yep, got that and much. <laughs> he he was sent looking for her and he's come back and said she's died. So they they hang him in a jail. Hmm. So basically, but I think I think I think what it was, it was to put someone else on the throne. Hmm. Because three quarters of the way, way through, she just kind of turns up again. But it's not her. And then it's all, yeah. Honestly, it. I, this is what I mean. It's like the last film I felt this confused that was like The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> and I came, walked out of that. Um, it's just, I mean, there's, yeah. there's one part where there's a flashback within a flashback within a flashback. Mm. And I'm yeah. like, you know, it, it, I mean, to be fair, the film is absolutely gorgeous. The way they've shot yeah. it and how it looks is fantastic. It's yeah. beautiful. It is. It's great yeah. to look at. If they'd worked on the script so you could understand what was happening, mm. it'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And also as well, because I, I presume it's a Spanish production. Yeah, I but couldn't figure out where it was English. From. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom out where it was set um, or anything really. Yeah, I, I did like the style of it. Yeah, but what I, I think the thing the thing that got me. I mean, some of it I couldn't. Like the guy behind the, the bar, mm. couldn't even tell what he was saying. I'll be <laughs> honest. And then you get, I think. The Emperor, you sounded Scottish as well. Yeah, that was freaky. And, and the other bit, which is really weird as well, is when sort of the main guy suddenly has like this demonic voice inside his head. 
Yep. Why? No, no explanation. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm presuming he's either is he possessed or is he schizophrenic or mm. you just don't know. Nothing's explained. It, it, it's so bizarre. Really it really is. is. Yeah, I, I couldn't fathom it at all. But as 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 you said, it looks great. It really does. Um, the acting seems and to be fine. It's it's just sound design as well was great. Yeah, oh, you know, it it, it, was, it was it like I say, it's impressive to look at. Hmm. It just doesn't gel. The story just doesn't. Something lost in translation, perhaps. You know, if it, as you say, if it was a you know a Spanish production, maybe you know somewhere along the lines. Um, Honestly, I think it would have been better if it is just stuck to Spanish and it, you know be subtitled. Yeah, subtitled it. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, but there you go. Um, okay, uh, not more, much more to say on this one. So scores on the doors, Steve. I give it a five, and that's just for the look of it. To be mm. fair, I think I'd have to agree with you. Um, you know, if, if I understood what was actually happening, I'd have scored it higher. But yeah, a five for the for the technical side of things. Uh, I, th- I think it's totally fair for this. Mm. Um, you know, if if they release a Spanish version, it, it, obviously, you know, we're seeing a screener for this, and they've given us the English language version. Who knows? You know, if if there's an option to to you know, watch it in its original language of subtitles, you know. It yeah, but, yeah, but it, it won't look, it's not dubbed, is it? You know. All right. They're actually speaking English. Actually speaking it's, English. Yeah. it's just strange. Yeah, I think that's that's the word for it. It's, it's strange. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Two fives for Kingdom of Ashes. Uh, which also, is also called Trail of Ashes on the actual film itself that we got. Uh, I don't know if that's going to get changed before it gets released. But there you go. Our short shot this week is Here to Stay. When drunken Jude leaves a, um, a funeral early and drives home, he finds something waiting for him in his apartment. Um, this is a nice little horror short. I was reminded of um, a film called Terrified. I don't know if any of you have caught that one. That's the one with the clown, isn't it? No, it's not. No, no. it's Terrifier. <laughs> yeah. No, this, oh, this, this, is, this, is, this is an Argentinian film, I think. Um, oh, yeah. is that the one with the sort of weird um, the yeah, cover gonna... art? It's like that weird sort of skeletal That's creature. It. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, the way the um, sort of the entity moves in this thing, the sort of jagged movements, it sort of reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It's, it's a nasty little thing with a, with a very nasty sort of sting to it, um, and, but just very well done. Um, Steve, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I thought this was absolutely great. It actually shit me up quite a bit as well, to be <laughs> fair. Um, you know, it starts off with a conversation in the car and he's just chatting coming home from a funeral, I believe it is, and, you know, little bump as it pulls in, and then it just gets weirder from there, but it it kind of reminded me, you know, the Jagged movement was like the ring-type style when she comes out mm. the TV and stuff like that, but, yeah, it was very freaky and scary, and that little, and that ending as well, is an absolute kick in the gut. It really mm. was. Didn't, didn't see that coming at all, but it's quite it is quite nasty and and dark in a way um but really well shot really well acted thoroughly enjoyable for a shot really good mm-hmm. 
Uh, Rich, you are our curator of short films. Uh, you dug this one out for us. What can you tell us about it? Uh, well, this is one of, interesting, one, one of two new short films that have been released on YouTube by the writer-director Christopher Sheffield, whose film Welcome to the Sting we talked ah, about recently. Yeah, after yeah. It was at the very Spirit big Club fan Festival. of that one, yeah. And yeah, so he's got this one and Who is Listening, uh, which are both on YouTube, and uh, both worth seeing. The, the thing about this one is, it's, for me, the thing that makes it worth seeing is that is that twist ending is that surprise at the end mm. that's that's what really makes it mm. work the um the the initial setup takes quite a long time and then when the when the horror stuff starts happening you kind of can't really see the connection between the two mm. it's kind of feels disconnected and then later and you realize why um but the um i will say this kind of represents uh, quite a there's a quite a common theme in a lot of the in a lot of short horror films that i watch of the person by themselves you know being uh terrorized or you know approached by mm. this sort of creaking you know uh, uh ghost cre creature person you know or you uh, mm -hmm. you know heavily made up or, or whatever and you know a lot of them do that they do they do the same thing i mean i've seen films by some filmmakers they literally just make that story over and over again um yeah. so which I don't always find, which I don't necessarily find that interesting. I think here it's quite well done, but for me, it's the payoff that that is the real reason to see it. The the the, the, the revelation that happens. That's that's the, that's what makes it rework. That's what makes this worth seeing. Yeah, totally agree. Um, the 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 actors in this I, I thought were really good. The, the the one that really got me as well is the the girl at the end, um, mm. the one he's um, on the phone to at the mm -hmm. beginning, when yeah. she turns up, I, th I thought her acting was superb at the end, you know, yeah. um, really, really sold it for me. Uh, that, that's sort of like, you know, the anger at him, like, what the fuck have you done? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was brilliant. And, and, and of course, when, when she's on the phone to him, you think you have no clue what what it is is it you know did, did he do something at the funeral you know mm -hmm. is it is it all linked to that because that because that's was where my mind went originally is about he's left his funeral early you know i think i think it was a funeral for his friend or something or one of their friends because mm -hmm. he had the, the pamphlet didn't he sort of sitting there on the um the side um so i thought oh maybe, maybe it's him who, who's uh you know t uh, tormenting him well, yeah, that's what that's where I thought it was originally going, and I wasn't mm. sure is it was it a friend, was it his partner? Mm. Uh, it wasn't quite clear. But then, when the threat reveals itself, mm. it's it doesn't connect. The, the, it's, it doesn't seem like it's related, uh, and I can say um, it all comes together in the end. Uh, so mm. yeah, I did think I did, I did think the um, the way they you know, they introduce it with that conversation and then she turns up at the end, you know, sort mm. of brings it back. You know, everything yeah. sort of comes full circle. Uh, as it, it's, it's a very, very well-made story, you know, very well thought out story of that, you know, it brings us round, gives us a pro proper resolution. Yeah. So uh, Jessica Taylor is, is the name of the actress plays Delilah. Um, mm. Yeah, I, th I thought she she really sort of brought it together at the end. Uh, yeah, this is this is solid. Really, really enjoyed it. The sound design was really, really good. Really creepy. Lots of sort of 
or noises as, yeah. as, as in, in, in the whispering and stuff like that. Um, yeah, very, very unsettling. Really. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's all. So because it's kind of like one of those things you, you, you're trying to listen. You're yeah, trying yeah. to hear the what they're saying because for like the clues or whatever it might be, whatever. But it's intentionally very, very difficult to make it out because obviously the, mm. the you're experiencing what the character is experiencing, and they they don't know what the hell's going on either, and they can't. They're like, what? I, I can sort of hear something, but I don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it is um, very well mixed. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We don't score the shorts, um, but we certainly recommend you check them out. And you will find a link to this in the footnotes. So please check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is The Last Survivors. A teenage girl fights to protect the last working well in a drought-stricken valley from a greedy water baron. We're in post-apocalyptic no. times, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, now, considering a couple of episodes ago we had uh, the survivalist, which isn't a million miles away from this, but I have to admit, I much prefer this film. I think the scope of it is a lot better. That the um, the cinematography and that you know the actual it has a more sort of bleak, epic feel to it. Um, you know, a much more sort of believable threat as well there are long passages in this when not much happens at all admittedly yeah. but when when action stuff does actually happen it is actually really well shot and edited and um you know it is actually sort of really well done i i really like this film how about yourself not really um i agree with you when the you know the action is happening and it is shot well and stuff. But to be honest, I just didn't think there was anything happening in between them scenes. Mm. It was very, very well. I'm gonna say dry, but obviously <laughs> will be. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it, it was very, very slow, very drag. Nothing much really happened. You could tell what was coming a mile off. You know. Mm. Um, it took me a while to even figure out that uh, her boyfriend was actually ill. I, 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 mm. I haven't missed something at the beginning. Oh, what? I was thinking, well, you know, why is he staying down? Why is she going out doing everything? And then, oh, okay, there we go. Mm. It's clicked. Um, yeah, like I say, what, what, what looks nice, looks really good. Some of the acting as well, I thought was a bit OTT, especially like, you know, the the priest but guy yeah, or, yeah. you know the baron you know they were a bit over the top to be fair um but i thought the younger element of the cast was really good mm -hmm. um especially uh the girl playing kendall and and the little kid as well is it yeah i'll be i think he was called That's i thought it, yeah. he was great max charles yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i i actually i mean i, I reviewed this um when it did come out um, and I found myself enjoying it more this time than I did then. And even then, I, I gave it a reason, you know, pretty decent score. Mm. But you know, um, I, I found this time there, there is a lot more going on than, than I remembered. Um, you know, I seem to remember just lots of shots of um, you know water dripping into jars and this sort of thing. Yeah. You know, um, which there is, there's plenty of those. But 
I, I, there is more incident in this than, than I remember. You know, she she gets into sort of these these sort of perilous situations, uh, these sort of brushes with um, or, or close calls with the um, the Baron's men uh, throughout the film. Um, there's a whole bit where uh, Barbara Camp Barbara Crampton turns mm -hmm. up um, as one of the other settlers or you know what other homesteaders in the valley um and there's a whole scene with them and the confrontation with the um the baron which is uh, really well done um yeah i i, I just like that i like this sort of whole climax of the film um just just really worked for me so yeah yeah but not not so much you <laughs> no no like i said i just yeah, it, it just dragged a bit for me, you know. I, I can see that. Uh, you know, I can definitely <clears> see that there are, there are, especially early on when she's just like, you know, searching around for that sort of distributor cap for the for the airplane. Mm. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, not that one. Try another again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it does sort of go on a bit. But I, th I think it's reasonably well padded out um, overall. And, and, you know, it does sort of just about get enough sort of action beats uh throughout the film to sort of make it work so yeah we don't score the um the dtv throwbacks oh the, the score for this i thought was really good as well um before yeah yeah um, thought it had a really really good good um score so we don't <laughs> we don't score the dtv throwbacks but you do recommend you check them out and this is on amazon prime um just sitting there waiting for you to watch so go check it out and that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Rich and Steve for joining me this evening. Thank you very much. No problem. You will find trailers for all the films that we've reviewed tonight in the footnotes, as well as the short here to stay. Uh, don't forget to check out the DTV Digest's uh, Facebook and Twitter pages at the DTV Digest. Also our sister show, The Short Shots, where me and Rich just focus entirely on short films. So thank you for listening and tune in again next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.